Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, everybody, for The Real Deal, it's with some buddy time with Gail today. Gail, how are you? I'm so good. I've missed you, Rachel. It's been a while since we've recorded, and I'm really excited about today. You know what's interesting is that we haven't been able to record for a while, and thus we haven't actually caught up in a while. So it's going to be good to catch up on what's going on and then hear from you and what's on your heart today. And we've already prayed together about this session before this call, and we're just asking that you be encouraged today. So as you're listening, we just know that you're going to be glad you tuned in because it's going to be good. Gail, it's going to be good. That's what I just declare in the name of Jesus. It's going to I be agree. Good. I'm excited. Yay. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. So I got my cough drops. I got my cup of coffee. I got my water. We're all set. I know. I know me um, too. I just have to tell you that as I was calling and we had kind of phone tagged a little bit and decided when to call, I was going to call you right back. So I ran to the bathroom and then I got a phone call. So I thought <laughs> I thought it was from you. So I pick up and I just thought maybe we should pray together or pray over the material that we would give or what the topics were. So I just start with, "Hey, so don't you think we don't you think we should just pray right away?" But the person calling me was not you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even say hello. So you just started just, talking. You didn't even say. <laughs> I just say, so yeah, it'll be good. So don't you think we should pray? And she's like, yeah, I think that'd be, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> so I look down at my phone and it's like, not Gail. I'm like, oh, I thought you sounded different. Anyway, this was a gal who wanted to know if I could help with her with an errand today. And, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe it'll work out. But anybody out there, if you ever call me, all I do is I start with, don't you think we should <laughs> Oh, Rachel, you have an iPhone that says who the caller is. <laughs> but it was in my robe pocket. Oh, <laughs> So okay. everybody, you know that sometimes a podcast in my robe. There you go. It's real deal. That's the real deal. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that made me think of, we have a friend that when we lived in Minneapolis who was talking about how you say normal things. You know, the normal back and forth banter of, mm-hmm. how are you? I'm fine. You know, when somebody says one that is not your normal, you don't know what to do. Like, they didn't say you have a good day. They mm-hmm. said something. <laughs> oh, you answer. Something. So we were laughing about all those. And this guy said he went to hang up on a customer. He went to hang up on a customer. And instead of goodbye, he thought he was like just what he did with his wife. So he said, love you very much. Goodbye. (laughs) And then another customer, he said, in Jesus name, amen. (laughs) Oh, no way. They both got off the phone and just face palmed. Like, what was that? (laughs) Who is that guy? I love you very much. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I would tell the name, but he knows who he is. (laughs) Don't. In case you ever listen, it just brought me a lot of joy. Because those are... Anyway, so that's so not part of the topic, Gail. But, you know, I just had to tell you that because... That's a good funny. (laughs) That's a good funny. Thank you for the laughter. That's good. That's a good one. So... How are you doing? How I'm, are you doing? I'm I'm good right now. 
I am trying to stay in the present. um, Mm. And I find that when I look to the past, there are, there's some sadness or regret or wounding or some heaviness. And if I get too far in the future, it could slip into fear. Yeah. Overwhelmed. A little, little confusion, not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. So I've just really been trying to stay in the now, in the present, in like right today. And it has brought some levity. It's brought some joy back. It's brought yeah. some life back into me. Yeah. I didn't so realize good. what energy drainers that those things were yeah. if I was further out than just today or even in this present moment. So yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. So you know what? When God's word says, you know what? My word and my presence, it's a lamp for your feet and a mm. light for your path. That's for your feet. Mm-hmm. It's not a headlight. Like literally looking forward, mm-hmm. too far forward, we can't because there's no light shed there yet. Yes. You know, thy word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. The next step, the next step. And right now, like mm-hmm. I love that you said the present. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of get a picture. Mm-hmm. Of looking back or looking forward and both ways our head has to go one way or the other instead of just looking right now mm-hmm. right now the mm-hmm. present and mm-hmm. um we live in the now and he's a with us god mm-hmm. and what i don't know why it's so easy to dwell on the past or fret about the future and this isn't a lead into one of my talks but i do have a talk that we talk about life is a vapor mm-hmm. capture it mm-hmm. you know like capture now today Mm -hmm. the present Mm -hmm. and one of the taglines is to look back with gratitude and forward with faith because Mm -hmm. when we look back with gratitude we see the ways the hand of god has helped us and his faithfulness then we can look forward with faith Mm -hmm. but otherwise we look back with regret and forward with fear you know what i mean when we're just not looking at god and so focusing on him really is a big deal and i think that you are basically saying what's happening now and how can i focus on god instead of my situation or things or fears or yeah that's good that's really good gail so how has it manifested itself how is it like just going nope i just need to be now i would say in a few different ways one could just be like just some health things i just we've been trying to get together and and then i would keep getting sick and oh my um, gosh yes having to cancel and then just some fear that can creep in with that because of the past and it steals my joy, it steals my day, it steals my brain energy. And that can definitely be be one way. I'm trying to think of what else. In relationships, in, in relationships in uh, marriage or friendships or with yeah. children, especially as a mom, I think you can look back. I think in all relationships you can, but as, as I think about it, I can look back and the enemy or myself can beat me up with uh, regret yeah. or woulda, shoulda, coulddas. And as opposed to um, I did the best I could at the time with yes. what I had. Or, yes. yeah, I messed that up and I repent. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm changing my mind about that. I'm coming out of agreement with that. I want to do it a different way as I move forward. Or, any, or the fear of the future. Or, I don't know, just like letting your kids out of your grasp a little bit mm, and trying not mm-hmm, to control mm-hmm. and trusting that the Lord has them. 
And I was in a counseling session for me and get just seeking some help in some areas. And so good, which so I, important, right? I mean, like we do that for so our, important. we put our annual check for mm-hmm. women's stuff. We mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. our regular doctor check. Yeah, that's so good. It's so important. And, and yeah, I, don't, I think, I think coaching and, and counseling is great for everybody. But mm. I was sitting there and it was, we just, we started praying and, I just got this picture of, um, or the, the woman challenged me to, um, picture like my adult children on the other side of the sidewalk and like across the street. And it's not a neglectful thing. It's not a total hands-off thing, but just picturing myself on this side of the road. And it was like a two lane neighborhood, quiet street. They were safe. You know, my kids were safe over there. And I'm on this side of the road. And, you know, Jesus is always with us. The Holy Spirit's in us. And he's standing there in my little picture in my mind. And over on the other side of the road are my kids. And he's with each of them. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, instead of, like, screaming across the street or carrying the load or the fears or the regrets about your children, your four, yes. your four adult children. I'm not talking about leaving your toddler across the street, but your four adult children, 20 to 28, talk to me who's standing right next to you. Talk to the Lord, cry out, you know, tell him what's on your heart, hand right. it to him because he's actually on the other side of the road with each of them. And Amen. when you do that, you actually can have, oh my gosh, more joy. You can yeah, have yeah, 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 yeah. more peace. You can champion them. Like from You can cheerlead for them. You can encourage them. And there are times when they're going to come to you to carry a load for a little bit or to, to share a burden, and then you hand it to Jesus. And I know it might sound easier said than done, but it really can be that easy. And when I did this and I pictured, you know, that they, that he's like, I've got them. I've got yeah. you. I've got each of your kids I've got them and and then he in, in my little my my sanctified imagination in my in my mind's eye yeah I, yeah I pictured yeah. him and there's just something about like when a parent like takes the face of a child in their hands like cups their face you know on each yeah. cheek it's it's so tender so and it's like look me in the eye look at me look at me baby girl look at me mm. and and he's like I've got things for you to do and you fretting or worrying or carrying the things that you're not supposed to carry is keeping you from yeah the levity of le- like what I've got for you in your call and purpose and in this next season. Because sometimes as an empty nest mom, we don't know what to do with ourselves because we've parented for decades and we mm-hmm. knew we wanted to be a mom and we poured mm-hmm. everything into it and some of us put careers on hold and some of us did work and some of us did work part-time and and sometimes our dreams can get squelched if we're carrying the things of all the people around us right 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 and and my face in his hands and he's like I've got things for you like look this way look down your sidewalk you can like love them across the street and champion them but look look down the side I've got things for you down here and I'm not kidding you like I felt lighter and I, and oh. I started to dream again. And I was like, oh, what do I want to do? What was on my, like, not just, like, bucket list, but, like, 
yearnings in my heart, desires of my heart that he put there. And one of them is to be trained in crisis relief and Mm -hmm. go in after a fire and a tornado and love on people and encourage and minister and help get my hands dirty, roll up my sleeves. And so after that day, this last week, I looked into the training program and what's it going to cost and what's the commitment. And I'm like, woohoo, this feels so yummy. My kids aren't abandoned. He's got them. I can still love them. But I'm also like, I have this renewed hope of what I might be doing in this next year. And and I'm, I'm, I know I'm trying to stay in the present and in the now, but but it is fun to think about because it's like that hopeful thing about the future. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. And I and I want to stand before him someday, knowing that I fulfilled what he had set out for me to do in my lifetime. And I'm going to be 55 in a few weeks, and I I want to be intentional with yeah. my time. So good. So yeah. good. What are your thoughts? Cindy? Five is the year of grace, double grace year, Woo-hoo. 55. Woo-hoo. You know, I, I really believe that, you know, our imagination is a gift from God. Yep. And we we can imagine things. And God says that he will give us things that are beyond all we could ask or imagine. So that's mm-hmm. beyond our prayer life, beyond mm-hmm. our dream life. And so often the enemy and ourselves hijack our own imagination and we let it go down a road that it, it doesn't even belong nor is it really ever going to probably be that way so Mm -hmm. instead to just dream with god and have our imagination go in the right direction i think it's wonderful that the very thing that he'd purposed in your heart years ago is coming bubbling up because Mm -hmm. you've almost opened the lid for it to Mm -hmm. to explore because you're just being able to see them on the other side of the street you had to use your imagination to do Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and I loved when you said sanctified imagination. Literally, Mm -hmm. Lord, let me dream with you. Mm -hmm. Lord, let me see what you've got. Mm -hmm. You know, the beginning from the end, you're Alpha and Omega. You already go before us. You say Mm -hmm. every day ordained for us is written in your book Mm -hmm. before any of them come to be. So what's in that chapter ahead? (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? What's in your chapter? Because let's do that thing, God. And I think it's exciting. Like, if you and I, let's do this, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you and I were to call another time and just plan a trip together. Mm -hmm. We'd get so excited, right? Mm -hmm. We'd be like, oh, okay, so what's the date and when should we fly? And, you know, Mm -hmm. God wants us to do that. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's great. And you're free to do it. It doesn't make you a bad mom. It makes you a good mom. Because I believe when we step into the things we're supposed to do, whether it's our kids or not, when we step into the things we're supposed to do, I think it frees everybody else to step into the things they're to do. Our own children, our spouses, just when everybody's walking in their kingdom purpose, it's, it's like we're all making a broader road for everyone else it's wonderful yeah and it, don't Yay! you think sometimes i know right don't you think I'm sometimes so we you. carry things that we're not supposed to carry yeah no think, not I, yours to carry yeah not yours to carry and and they're not you know like you said a toddler they're not you know swaddled in around you in one of those baby packs mm-hmm. where you're mm-hmm. supposed to be carrying them now mm-hmm. they walk they talk they have relationships mm-hmm. they have jobs they're working and you know, for any empty nesters out there, it is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you were talking, I got this picture of like a baseball player. And I'm so not sportsy, <laughs> but I got this picture of a baseball player who's had a uniform on and had a uniform on and had a uniform on mm-hmm. and then gets an injury. But not like an injury that they can give physical therapy or surgery for. Like, no, you can't do this anymore. You're out. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to make, like, it's not like motherhood, you're out. But it's such a difference. You've already had this uniform. You knew know what mm-hmm. to do. You knew the rules of the game. You know what I mean? And then now it's like, 
what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, if your identity is in Christ, you're more than a baseball player. Mm-hmm. You're more than a mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you have something that God wants you to do. And so it takes a while. And I'm sure in that case for the ball player, that's like, what do I do? And I don't think we have to redefine ourselves. I think we have to just to define who we are to begin with because mm-hmm. those roles and those strengths were being used as a baseball player, were being used as a mother. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And now they just, you take that same set of equipment, same set of skills and training and and attributes of who you are, and now you get to apply it in these different areas. It's exciting, Gail. It's really exciting. Well, I just, first of all, I just want to bless that area as you investigate it, mm-hmm. and I so can see you, first responder. Who wouldn't want Gail to come to their side? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and you do. Some people would be like, ah, I don't know. You'd be like, mm, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know what to do. And, yeah. and I, don't I you think, that. Rachel, like as you look back over your life, that like nothing's wasted. All the things you've learned, it, it's like an accumulation Amen. of what you're going to do next. And, and you thought it was a detour. You thought you were benched from the game. And, and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I look back over my life and and there has been fires around me, crisis around me. I mean, like part of my testimony yeah. has been yeah. crazy town. And I, I don't know, I'm kind of comfortable in that. And, and I've, I've just, mm, you're I, equipped I've, because he was equipping you all along the all way. All along. Yeah. All along the way, you know, and you know, so scripture talks about how we're his masterpiece. And that's one of my trumpet verses, you know, because I just feel like the celebrate movement and celebrating people's significance and the genius of God in them is like literally why I'm on the planet. But mm. he also says that we're his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That he prepared in advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. So everything you do has already been prepared. It's a setup mm-hmm. in a good way. You're ready. But then you go through the thing because you're going through that part of your life but that accumulation is so true it's like oh couldn't have done that unless i had that experience couldn't be here unless i was in that area i couldn't have done this and it's like this snowball that gets bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and more mm-hmm. ready the whole time it's moving mm. it's actually really exciting mm-hmm. because it's like cooperating with god in this wonderful way to go oh you've got me rolling around on assignment you know what i mean this mm-hmm. is a this is a really good thing Well, and I think about, it it is a yay. And when I think about, I work with a lot of millennials, which I love. And I love that age and Mm -hmm. where they are in their life. And I think sometimes there's a pressure um, for young people, especially people in college and right after college, I don't know, just in their 20s. I've got to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And I've got to like do my thing. And, And I want to say to them, Yes and no. <laughs> yes, like let's get you on a track. Let's let's you know if you have a call, let's get you do, you know being equipped in areas you need to be equipped or trained or knowledge or certification or whatever it is that is like a desire of your heart. Because I do believe he puts those in, but feeling like you have to have it all together or you have to know or it's yeah. like one and done is actually a lie. And, yep. and it is this progression as I look back over my adulthood years and my teen and all of that, it, I'm here coaching and consulting and encouraging and challenging people because of all the different things I've done. So, so um, take a deep breath yes. <laughs> and, and 
and just press in because he says the sheep hear his voice. We can hear him. Some people Amen. see pictures. So when I, right. I'm super visual and if someone gives me a picture or if I feel like the Lord has given me a picture like the sidewalk, it heals deep places in me that mm-hmm. a whole bunch of counseling sessions maybe wouldn't do, but you know, one word from the Lord can change everything. Amen. And, but some people hear or like just in their, in their gut, they like hear some things and other people like have to experience it kinesthetically. And so I think if we don't compare ourselves, which I know you right. love that line, um, right. in how we hear God, but just to exercise that muscle of like, okay, I want to sit and I, I do want to hear God. I want to hear you. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you have for me. I want to walk in my call. I don't know yes. what it is. Yes. I, I, I get swayed by man's approval, which I've wrestled with my whole life. I want to do what you've, you've had for me, but I, I need clarity. He yes. wants to, he wants to give that to you. <laughs> he, he's not a teaser. He's not going to no. like taunt or tease you. He wants you to know. And so I don't know. I just, I just think it's really important that people know that they can hear him, whatever they that can looks hear like. him. Mm-hmm. And it's important because sometimes if it says my sheep hear my voice and, and I remember years ago, no, finding out that all the sheep are in one area, mm-hmm. sheep from one flock, you know, from flock A to B to C, they're all in the same area. And then the shepherd comes and calls them and the right sheep yep. go to the right shepherd's voice. I've seen a video like, on that on YouTube. It's, yes. yes. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's like you think, no, 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 they're just going to, no, they go, no, that's not the call of my shepherd. Mm-hmm. So we know they hear it, but the truth is it says my sheep hear my voice. And then some people I've like been around got tripped up with, I don't hear God. Mm-hmm. And then they realize the word hear was what was mm-hmm. tripping them up because mm-hmm. for you, Gail, you see, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's seers, but that mm-hmm. that's how they're hearing from God. There's hearers mm-hmm. and that's how they're hearing from God. There's feelers. Oh my goodness. I have mm-hmm. a feeler friend. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can walk into her presence and you barely have said anything. She's like, Oh, and she almost feels like mm-hmm. she got sucked in the gut and she will know mm-hmm. my heart sometimes better than yeah. I do. She read your like, mail. She's like, you are, car- <laughs> she, read, she read my mail because she can feel feel like this empath person right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i i mean and i took a quiz test whatever type thing on like how do you hear from god and one of the ways that i scored was a knower Mm. and it's like you just know Mm -hmm. and so it's hard because you can't say to people like well i was reading and i heard this or i read this you sometimes Mm -hmm. just know something yes and so but until somebody knows oh i could be a feeler a knower a hearer a seer Mm -hmm. they think oh god didn't talk to me Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, he does. Yes, you just gotta, does. gotta know. And I, it's not like you can only be one or the right. other, but it really helps to know God's talking to us all the time. And mm-hmm. how do you hear him? Mm-hmm. How do you hear him? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's really good. So That's I'm really so glad that you're paying attention and that you're paying attention is helping me pay attention and mine's helping you. And that literally there's this discovery mm-hmm. of God. And this discovery of who we are because we're made in his image. And I think you're kind of touching on self-awareness. Like, I've learned that I can live in the now rather than the past or the future. And I'm more self-aware of what my triggers are, my wounds are. Like, being self-aware is part of being God-aware. Yeah. That's good. You you know what I mean? It's like, because otherwise we're bumping into people, hurting people, not 
maliciously always, but because we don't even know like how, how we're wired or what we do. And I've had some situations lately that have been really good because I didn't know I would cause that reaction, Mm. but I could either go, well, oh, tough beans, that's me. Mm-hmm. And I'm embracing it. Or I can go, oh, Lord, I repent. And I'm sorry that I did that. Mm-hmm. And apologize to the person and seek forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully they'll forgive and you can move on. But you don't just move on to do the same thing the next time. Does right. that make sense? Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Talk to me about what you think repentance means. I think a couple of things. I think, like I use it when I'm talking about receiving lies from the enemy that we have to recognize them and then reject them and mm-hmm. then repent of like partnering with it like think on a higher level repent to the penthouse level to a now higher level so there's like this repenting to a new way of thought like oh that's mm-hmm. not god's way and that's not what he says about me and so that can't be true and repent can also mean you turn from the thing mm-hmm. but you don't just become a repeat offender you know what i mean like you might but you don't cyclically do the same thing over and over and over That might mean that you experienced regret or remorse over what you did. But if you truly repent, you say, God, this made you sad when I Mm. did that against you or against someone else. You know, scripture says against you and you alone have I sinned. You're sad, not just because you got caught or you did a stupid thing again, but you realize I I don't want to be in that same way of operating again. And the beauty is God doesn't want it either. I mean, he will be kind enough to give us the same quizzes over and over with no failure. Just you got you to mm-hmm. get it again and get it again. Mm-hmm. But repentance, I think there would be fruit of repentance, means there's a change. There's a difference. Things are going in a trajectory that show advancement. Does that make sense? Or do you, do you agree? What do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I was just listening. And, and because if someone is a repeat offender and says, sorry, or I apologize, and there isn't a change, you can stop. You you feel like you can't trust that apology because it just is going to happen again. And so it's like a little child. It's like, sorry. And, you know, tell your brother you're sorry. Sorry. And, you know, they're they're not really sorry. (laughs) They just got caught or they have to, to, you know, be able to move on in their day. So, I don't know. I think it's a cool thing to look at in ourselves. You know, am I quick to ask for forgiveness? Am I, I think I really struggled with that, especially in my closest relationships, probably with my marriage the most. We didn't grow up. It's not an excuse. I'm just telling you the background. We didn't grow up like apologizing and repent. Like that would have been uh, probably weak or I don't have time for that. Mm, Or mm, it wasn't even mm. thought of. It wasn't even trained. So that was a new muscle I've I've had to learn through the years. And I think some people have a hard time doing it because it make they think it makes them appear weak. Weak. Or that they're not protected. It's so strong. It's like so interesting how the enemy twists that on so many things. Um, We feel like we have to be strong when actually in our weakness, he's strong. But I just see that that like if, if if we just really walked around with a humble repentant heart and were quick to to shift that and quick to come out yeah. of agreement with the lies of the enemy like you said earlier quick to um be like oh no no wow i was believing that about myself i'm so sorry lord because that's not my identity that's not who you say i am and i think identity is 
like the biggest thing. I think there's an identity crisis in our world. Oh my and gosh. And if people really knew who they were and how loved they are by the father, yep. Yep. It, 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 there, it, it would, blinders would come up. It would be, it would be revolutionary. I agree. It's like, I feel like it's everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Lord, is so-and-so stealing my message? Am I stealing so-and-so's message? Am I borrowing mm-hmm. from people's journals? Am I writing yeah, the same right, books other right. people are reading? And one day he said, no, I'm beating the same drum. Yeah. Because I need everybody to know their yeah. identity in Christ is the key. It's the because key. you are a son or a daughter of the Most High God and you live your life that mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. then when identity locks in, you're able to understand your destiny and purpose. From there, you're able to understand beyond that, the highest level would be actual union and communion but mm. you can't come into the union with god and communion unless in, until you know who you are and mm-hmm. then when you know who you are you'll know your purposes of things do you know what i mean but mm-hmm. it's like that has to be locked in and so i agree with you it's key and it's it's becoming this thing where i'm like oh this is so great because god wants to free us of becoming somebody else's version of us but it's not just like oh i'll just flippantly do whatever i want because this is who i am but i mean who you are in christ Mm -hmm. like why why did he make you and how did he form you but going back to that whole repentance thing Mm -hmm. can i circle back with a thought that i had of course so yes we need to see fruit yes we need to seek for forgiveness but we also have to ask our question in our own self-awareness is do i have a spirit of offense Oh, like no matter what, Mm -hmm. what if the person says all the right things and and does accept our apology or doesn't even worry about accepting our apology is apologizing to us and seeking for forgiveness? I'm so sorry I hurt you. Will you forgive me? Are we so offended that it wouldn't matter whether they would do cartwheels Mm -hmm. and back handsprings to deliver the right exact words? Do we have a spirit of offense that is making it so that every time we are with them, um, we have more in our case of proving, ah, see, they're not. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because God showed me once the starting point of anything will further an end point. So let's say I start with, you know, my friend Gail doesn't really like me. Mm-hmm. When I don't hear from you or you don't text me or mm-hmm. something happens or you have a migraine and we can't, you know, mm-hmm. do a buddy time, mm-hmm. I will go that direction Collecting information from my starting point of my friend Gail doesn't like me. Okay. But mm-hmm. if I start from, I know Gail loves me and we've agreed to do this. And, oh gosh, she's so busy. And man, she's got so many things going on and, you know, give grace and whatever. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, then it'd be like, oh, she seeks to do this. I know just she had a health issue. Mm-hmm. I'm using your migraine as an example. Yeah. Because, okay, numerous. But, numerous but in the you, spring. But the starting point determines my end result in my thought pattern absolutely so when you filter everything through everything and it's almost like it's it's the sticky stuff i've put all over my body so that everything that happens is adhering to me and stuck to me to prove my point to just Mm -hmm. prove my point Mm -hmm. but if we don't have a spirit of offense and we are giving everybody the benefit of the doubt always assume positive intent always then literally we don't continue to be offended and we are more quick to forgive someone so it is repentance and it does need to be real on their part and on our part but we also can't stay stuck in offense does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we can't the person can never do the right thing then if we're stuck in offense and so i think that's why communion is beautiful 
Like, has somebody offended me and do I need to let them go? Uh, because I need to forgive them. Let it go? Yeah, let it okay. go. And, and oh, stop go. having okay. them, like, have rent in my brain because they're mm-hmm. there and I've got to let them go. And, you know, and, and depending on what the relationship is, of course there would be some dialogue and, you know, seeking to heal that place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or explain why it stays fresh wounding, you know? Absolutely. It, it Yes, self-reflection on those things is so important. In, in looking at, is this an old wound that is continually getting poked? And um, is there any healing that you want to do in that area, Lord? Um, because I'm seeming to be triggered continuously in this area. So am I believing a lie? Do I have unhealed wound? Is there something more you want to show me? And pressing in with him about that. Because a move of God and a place where he applies some ointment takes years of therapy to get through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like one touch mm-hmm. from God in our heart yes. where he goes in yes. and touches something is amazing. It's mm-hmm. just amazing how it sets the course differently. So, well, I see yeah. that in, in my, with my clients too. It's, it's, I'm like, don't come to see me. I, I'm just going to be like a conduit. I'm just going to help. I'm Amen. just going to facilitate. I'm just going to lead you there. I'm going to just like talk you through this, but you need to hear from him and what he says about you and what he says about the situation. And yeah, that's a, that's way better than anything I could say. Right. You work yourself out of a client, but that's actually yeah. the aim, right? Cause otherwise the it's like, that's the goal. That's the goal. Otherwise mm-hmm. it would be like a codependent <clears throat> kind of thing. And that's the same, you know, we don't want that in parenting. We don't want that. And I mean, I, I get it. I um I know that I've been dependent on people and people that have been dependent on me. And your ego can get fed with that, but mm-hmm. it's not the right thing. Point people to Jesus. He's the only healer. He's the only provider. He's the only protector. He's the only way maker. You know what I mean? He can come and be someone's defender when we are there for each other. Yeah, he, he's just it. He's it. So That's so good. Can I ask you how you adjusted to empty nesting or your role changing? Because you were like, homeschool mom you're with your kids all the time mine were in school school and then they were gone and adults so how did what did Um, what did you feel or how'd you adjust I uh, you know I felt like I didn't miss a beat and I felt like I kept going on and I felt like I had speaking engagements and I had things that were going on and and I had purpose all the time (laughs) I felt like I was doing that but I don't think my insides were doing that so there was a sense of robotically being able to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized something about myself and that's I'm a late responder. So somebody mean? will tell somebody will tell me some bad news and you know, this person is divorcing or something is happening and I'm like, oh and then a day later or two days later I will cry. Mm. You know what I mean? At the time, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we got it. And, you know, I can charge forward. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, the empty nest was a little different because our kids are three years apart and then two and a half years apart. Mm -hmm. So you think you'd have this, you know, one's in college and then the next one a little bit later will go into college or whatever. And college is this time for me where you get to practice empty nest, but it's not really because like for our son, Michael, he came home on breaks and he came Mm -hmm. home in the summers and not every child does that. Sometimes they go and they're gone. I get it. But ours didn't have a stair step really to it. Michael got married at the same time that just recently, right after that, Andrew moved away and our daughter was already living in Grand Rapids. And literally when when it happened, it was like, boom. Okay. 
Okay. All of it. <laughs> Pull the plug. And it was it was like so odd. And my husband, I think he was like, "How is she doing?" And and it really was this sense of, um, you know, who do I care for? How do I? It, it was odd. And so, I think emotionally it was harder. But mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't want my kids to be little babies. Like I mm-hmm. don't like. The goal is send them off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a talk called "Love Them and Launch Them." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe they're ever launched in complete. Like I, I pictured a kite. God gave me a kite picture one day, and you just let out more and more mm-hmm. and more string. You know, you just let out more and more strength. Now, you know, when you fly a kite and it flops like crazy in the wind, you may have Mm -hmm. to reel it in a little bit. That's when from the sidelines, you're able to say, hey, let me tell you this or, Mm -hmm. you know, let me ask you this. But we don't even get always invited into that spot anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as a parent, when we are, it's important that we go ahead and give whatever Mm -hmm. that information would be, because that's kind of pulling the kite in as it's flopping, you know. But I don't even know as a parent, like... I'm 56 years old. I don't, I mean, I would still say to my parents, hey, guys, can you pray for me about this? Or do you see anything that I'm not seeing? Is there a blind spot? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think they ever, like, let go of the string. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I didn't ask God for the last part of the vision. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ask him. When you gave me that little picture, do we completely? Because otherwise, that's kind of, like, untethered and you couldn't care less. Mm. And that's not true. But I do. Totally. That was kind of true in my, my, my thing. <laughs> I love the fact that they were in your, you know, sanctified imagination, in your counseling time, they were on the other side of the street, mm-hmm. and Jesus was with them, mm-hmm. and Jesus was with you. And by the way, the part that nothing can separate us from the love of God, mm-hmm. when Paul talks about that, I think of it personally, mm-hmm. you know, that nothing can separate me from the love of God, but it helps me when I think about children. You know, neither death nor life, Mm -hmm. angels or demons, it says, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers. I mean, I memorized this verse, neither height nor depth. And I love that Paul goes, nor anything else. (laughs) Kind of (laughs) of like, in case you're going to think up the, hey, what about, you know, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I know that's personally for me, but it's for my kids. Mm -hmm. Nothing can separate them from God's love. Mm-hmm. And so you could insert a job situation. You could insert a, a mate or a, somebody mm-hmm. they're dating or a, a health issue or whatever. You could insert something, but it fits into the death or life, angels or demons, present or future, you know, height or depth. You know, it, it fits under those categories, really. And one day, Gail, I had to confess, I was really concerned about one of my children. And I just really felt like something has to shift something needs to change this is not good and i felt like god said you need to just keep praying to me because you think that you're more merciful than me Hmm. Hmm. could you really think that you have a better way of this working out than i do Hmm. like because i was just like you this situation needs to change and alter you know, and I do believe we are to take authority over things in our life and, and really exercise what God has given us in prayer. But I don't know if I really answered your question. I just, it happened all at once. There were times when I, my outside was going before what was really happening on the inside of me. Yep. And I had to get those all figured out. And I also believe that when I step into exactly what I'm to do, it frees my kids as well. Even though they're not looking to me all the time, I'm just saying they go, oh, my mom continued to live. 
I think if parents' lives expire when their kids are gone and their marriage crumbles because the kids are out of the house and they don't know who they are anymore, it really shows that God wanted to anchor them more in their own identity anyway. So it's a time to beef up. It's a time to really get excited about what does God have for me because he's not done because I'm not dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. if I'm not dead, he still has plans. I mean, even my parents, they're 88 years old. Mm. But it says the righteous will flourish in old age. They will grow ripe like the seasons. Like they will bear fruit in the seasons. Mm -hmm. God's never done. But it has caused a lot of different date nights and trying to sow into my marriage and be with other people. And I feel like there's part of mothering that's kind of a helper role. And that's part of kind of, I think my number like on the Enneagram is Mm -hmm. partly a number two. You know, I don't know for sure. but, But you can help people. It doesn't have to only be your children. If you're a helper, you know? Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's good. But it's a time to transition. It really is. It's a time to transition with hope that something's good. So like when you said you realized you've always wanted to do something. And so you're like, okay, I could do emergency response and I'll take the classes. When I was not sure what was going on with my empty nest, God said to me, Rachel, where are the eyes on your head? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) um in the front and then he goes look down at your feet and I looked down at my feet and he goes which way do your feet point Mm. forward and he just kind of like okay like God didn't wink at me Gail but you know what I mean I felt Mm -hmm. sort of this wink Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. okay girl um so that means you go forward do you know what I mean and I when Michael was like are you doing how are you doing with this empty nest you know he he would ask me sometimes and just so you know I'm really glad I'm not making lunches and cutting up the crust off the sandwiches and I don't need everybody's lawn. I mean, I don't think that I want them all still here. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just need to know kind of like what's next. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's an interesting to navigate. Like, I'm so glad. But God said, you go forward. Mm-hmm. Go forward. I'm like, oh, okay. Because who wants to live in the past? Have you ever met people who live completely in the past? Yeah. I have. Yeah. And they'll tell you about what happened at the church during the years when they were doing the cantatas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some old person will tell you about when they were a cheerleader in high school. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you're 80. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you have anything else exciting happen to you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's like you get like dinosaur bones. They're impacted and they're they're hidden and preserved in this time stamp. No. Anyway. That's, no. that's a whole other thought. But I do but, think yeah. we're progressive. I do think that we're called to go forward. I think that God is good and he marches us onward, Christian soldiers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm, that's good. That's good. And and people that are listening might have toddlers and might be like, are you kidding me? I just need a break. And I've right? been spit up and pooped on today. And there's 47 <laughs> loads of laundry and we have no food in the house. I mean... I get it. And you might be thinking, oh, that's 15 years from now. It goes but fast. But it goes fast. And yeah. it also goes really slow Jinx. some days. <laughs> Time is so weird, right? It's <clears throat> an eternity and you think you'll never be to that next stage. But there are seasons and there's that season of craziness with kids. And then there's a craziness that comes with as they get older, too. It's just so different in the way it pans out mm. in energy level and what you have to put out. But, yeah, it goes... It goes fast. I would say to the young ones, 
embrace the crazy. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. I always would say we're all in process. You it's know, messy. Like, <laughs> it's messy. We're all in progress. And let I, them wear the tutu. Going... Let them wear the tutu to the grocery store. <laughs> wear the tutus <laughs> with the cowboy boots yep. and the bandana that doesn't match. Whatever. Yep. You know, and just let them explore. And if everybody's alive at the end of the day, that's good. <laughs> you and if you know? get a shower in once a week, you're good. <laughs> Do a victory lap. You know. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy, and you know, but really, they're people, and to know who they are and who God has entrusted you to shepherd and be with, mm-hmm. there's some training that I got that was so good in teaching my kids and training my kids and obedience and and caring for each other and all that, and then there was also this could be militant if you didn't realize no 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 you're shepherding little souls here mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's a place for both of those things, but to really realize they've been entrusted to me and I need to do my best job. So you bring that before the Lord. But honestly, you're not sovereign either. So don't think that everything you do is going to screw them up for the rest of their life. You're not that powerful. You're mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, God is sovereign. Mm. I'm, so I'm still trying to figure out, like, did I screw them up? And I'm like, I'm not that big. I mean, I will acknowledge that I didn't do everything perfectly, but I was a good mom. I am mm-hmm. a good mom. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. enemy has tried, you know, with some situations that I've had with difficulties in our family's life and whatever, and it's painful, Gail. But the enemy yeah. will tell me I screwed up all the time. And I was like, that's such a bunch of baloney. No, I did a good job. And I, and I leaned on Jesus, and I pointed them in the right directions. And I actually think since he's a liar, the truth is actually the opposite of what he's trying to tell me. Because he can only lie. Right. So you screwed up and you're no good. And it's really like, oh, no, you didn't screw up. And you gave installments all the time. And you were with them and you cared about them and you took care of them. And it's well, been he's interesting. Not, he's not going to encourage you. And so mm-hmm. um, I, had, I have a story. Can I share it? Sure. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to the real deal. It, it's about the shoulds. What a shoulda, coulda. Oh, yeah. And I was in prayer in another session, receiving yeah. another session. Yeah. And the counselor friend said, um, it's like you have a bag of rocks that you want to throw at yourself. And I was oh. like, no, I don't. Wait, do I? And she said, when you say things of regret, I should have, I wished I'd, I didn't do, I wasn't enough, any of those things, they're like rocks you're throwing at yourself, and Mm -hmm. we need to get rid of the rocks. And so I pictured that I was standing again with Jesus, but he was behind me, and I said to him, I had this bag, and it was like this stiff cloth bag like the size of a big watermelon and it was full of like river rocks which in our backyard we have them in there about the size of your palm yeah 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 and and they're kind of smooth and and oval and they're they're pretty but these had words on them and each one I picked up had a different statement and some of the things were like true but it was like remembering my junk or shaming comments or thoughts that I've had that have not that have been self-deprecating or things from the enemy like you should have done more Mm. for your son. 
mm. when he was five. Mm. You should have homeschooled that child. You should have disciplined this situation. You should have trained up. You should have had them memorize more scripture. You should have, should have, should have, should have. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You could have. It's too late. It's not going to change. Rock oh, yeah. after rock after rock. And I would, I would look at it. And if it needed repenting, I repented. I, I felt the emotion. Mm-hmm. Or I realized it was a lie or condemnation. And I'd hand it to the Lord behind me. Oh, and I, I went it. rock. By, it, the, the rocks were plentiful in this bag because I was hearing and believing a lot of negative thoughts. Which yes. were so bringing me down, so painful, so stuck in a shame cycle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then... Yeah, this is so powerful. Cause so, so let me ask a question. Yeah. So they had like a word or a statement or thought, but in a sense, they were categories of rocks too. The should have, mm-hmm. could have, and mm-hmm. would have, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're, by taking those on or believing <clears throat> those, you're basically stoning yourself. You're throwing yeah. them at... Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And... If I wasn't stoning myself, I was carrying them. Uh-huh. And your hands are full and your hands yep. are, it's heavy and it's stressful yep. and exhausting and you have no energy for anything because you're carrying this bag yep. of rocks Yeah. and you don't even realize you're carrying it. So I'm going to challenge people to ask the Lord if they have a bag of rocks that they're carrying right. or even That's one. That's right. That's right. So, um, so I, then, then the, ro- then I got the big river rocks, they were on the top and then there were some smaller ones and I don't remember every like it, it started going faster because I was in this yeah. mode of Mm-mm, I'm not I'm not there's no condemnation in Jesus Christ I'm not taking Amen. this on anymore Amen. even if I messed up even if I dropped the ball even if I the blood of Jesus covers over it anyway harmed, right you know harmed a child because I said something not kind I mean I wasn't there to pick him up on time whatever the thing was that was so <laughs> shamey right. um, and they feel they have rejection because of that you know you're like ah so then it then I then I I scooped up. I handed the little rocks over my shoulder and then I turned around and I scooped up like the dust gravel stuff in the bottom because it was getting smaller and smaller, but it, mm, there was still mm-hmm. stuff there and I don't want anything left in that bag. And I handed it to him and then he turned the bag upside down and the dust like Ugh. blew in the wind. Okay. So the bag was empty and then I looked behind him because now I'm facing him and over his shoulder where he had put all the rocks, not in like a big pile or whatever. It was like this beautiful rock garden and he had flowers all around it and and he's like i've redeemed this i redeemed this and you don't have to carry these rocks okay so amen then i'm standing literally like i'm lighter listening i right i literally felt lighter listening yay and if if he there is therefore now no condemnation for mm-hmm. those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, mm-hmm. if there's something we need to confess, confess. If you yeah. need to repent, like you said, you repent. But yep. then why do we then, wait a minute, I'm going to go collect the rock garden pieces Mm-mm. and put them back. No, 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 no. It's done. And mm-hmm. it's lighter because mm-hmm. he said, you can trade it. Mm-hmm. My yoke is easy. And my burden's light. Come to me with your junk, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I want to do this grand swap. Because otherwise, Jesus doesn't get what he paid for. He doesn't right. yeah. really get the redeemed 
person's mm-hmm. life because they're trying to beat themselves up instead of going, no, 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 that was already paid. And it makes me, okay, I'm getting it. It makes me Preach. angry. <laughs> it makes me angry mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he should get the full reward mm-hmm. of what he went through, whether mm-hmm. it's in healing, in people being completely free with no condemnation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just completely free. Mm-hmm. So I was standing before the Lord with this empty bag and not sure what, you know, was going to go in it or if I should ask mm. for anything. And and I heard seeds, as in like seeds, like sowing seeds, planting seeds. And all of a sudden, I the bag was full of seeds. Mm. And I... I saw myself in a sundress a little bit younger and I was like twirling like a little girl oh. and and out of my hand was like shooting like a sprinkler as I'm spinning these seeds and I'm I'm like making my way across this beautiful field and I'm like twirling and sowing yeah. these seeds super and, carefree super carefree so light so it was just beautiful and mm. I wasn't in charge of them growing. I wasn't in charge of making sure that they came to full fruition. It, it was really interesting because wow. in the past, I would look back. I would be like, okay, did that seed grow? Did it do, did oh, I yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah, enough? Yeah. Did I, did I, did I, did I? And then he's like. Performance, performance. Uh, it was performance yeah. and perfection. Striving and perfection. Got it. Total tender weak spots of mine from my childhood of not feeling like I was ever good enough or enough to earn love Mm. and he was not I mean I know there are people that tend to the seeds and harvest them and all of that and so I'm just saying for me it was a, a moment of not about performance not about perfection not about the the harvest it was about the sowing of the seeds and having joy and I, and I made it all the way across this field and my bag was empty and it immediately filled again. And it was, and oh. it was reminded me of Elijah and the oil and the flour oil and the jar yeah. and it never ran out in first mm. Kings. And I was so encouraged and I'm like, oh, I could, where can I plant more seeds? Where can I spread more seeds? And it was so fun. And so then all of a sudden I saw myself sitting in front of my mentee, this young mom who's 32 with small children, and Mm. she wants to spend time with me and God's put us together and it's been so sweet and a few of her friends. And I was handing each one of them a little bag of seeds in like a beautiful jewelry gift bag, like a little tea with a pole string pouch. Yeah. And I was handing each one of and they, and I'm like, go go scatter your seeds like go I'm like I'm sharing this with you you go now and and spread these seeds and then I saw myself I like jumped to a new scene and I was there was this kind of like rocky area with like dirt and like not I don't know it was kind of dry it wasn't like super like oh this is fertile and the Lord's like plant like poke some seeds with your finger like into the ground like plant some strategically around here not just like blowing them in the wind but like I was earlier but plant them and and he said people will think that nothing's going to grow here but as you plant things in this rocky dry place things are going to grow because of because of him and just be obedient and plant them and I was like okay and and I left that 
time with the Lord, like I'm holding that bag and it's full and it could be encouragement, it could be comfort, it could be sharing the gospel, it could be helping my friend get her house ready to go on the market. I mean, the seeds can be lots of things. It doesn't, it's, of course, the gospel is like huge and there's the parables about the seeds, but it's more than that in this scenario. And so my encouragement or challenge to the the people listening, yeah, these wonderful people would be ask the Lord mm. to see if there are any rocks that you want to throw at yourself or that you're carrying that you're not supposed to. Right. And what's written on them and hand them over. And what does he want to exchange them with? It might right. not be seeds. It might be something else. But I believe there's an exchange. And yes. he he wants to impart or give or um, it could be a gifting. It could be something. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. But he'll show you. Yeah. And for me, it was the seeds. And so I feel lighter. I feel like I can be in the now. Of today yeah. and go, yeah. hey, Lord, what, what do you want me to do today? Can I plant some seeds today? Can I throw some seeds today? Do you have someone that you want me to talk to or to comfort or encourage yeah. or challenge or share the gospel with or buy their groceries or, you know, babysit their child or paint their trim? Like, what yeah. do you yeah. want me to yeah. do today? And and I I don't know, just to recap, I, I love how you, when I said I could live in the past with regret or the future with fear, and you said, or you could look at the past with gratitude and the future with hope. And I think that ties in with this story about the rocks and seeds. Yes. And yes. Um, I just love that. Yeah. And then also just to ask the Lord, um, who are you trying to control or hold on so tight or are being yeah. that you need to put them across the, si- the street and release mm-hmm. into his care? And mm-hmm. um, what does that look like? And then just reminding that they... they they all can hear God. Y'all, we, y'all can hear God. We all can right. hear God. Right. And honing that muscle of, is it a feeler, a seer, a knower, a hearer? Yeah. Um, and, and he'll show you. He'll and, show you. And it might be in different situations and that you're going to start to trust that and be able to discern the voice of God and yeah. the heartbeat of God. And he wants to talk to his, his kids. I don't know. Just ask him to speak into your identity. What, who am I? Amen. Amen. Who do you say that I am, Lord? Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Because I know who the world says, but who do you say? Yeah. And so even as I was like not looking back when I was twirling the seeds, it it reminded me of not feeling the need to wonder how many likes I get on a picture on social media or if I like, you know source of God. affirmation yes where is that like coming where is from? it do coming i need from? that mm-hmm. right and and mm-hmm. it and he's like no just just do it like do it with me do it with me and i was like Amen. oh it's so free it's a hard habit to break it's really yep. easy to be like how many likes did i get on that cute photo of my dog but it's like don't do that yep so it's that um, cupping your hand and putting mm-hmm. your face toward his again like i just yes. see that same picture that's mm-hmm. so good it's so it's good, so good. So those are my hopes and thoughts for today. Oh, I love it. I love it, Gail. I just keep hearing exchange. Like there's, yes. the, we get to live the exchanged life. You know what I mean? That yep. 
what was dead is brought to life. It's a mm-hmm. life, you know, but mm-hmm. also just the, all the exchanges, you know, exchange performance mm-hmm. for the position of who we are in Christ and literally just literally exchanging the rocks mm-hmm. for seeds that we spread. There's mm-hmm. just a beauty exchanging that we have only a certain role, whether it's mother mm-hmm. to no, 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 uh, daughter of the mm-hmm. child of God, you know, because mm-hmm. you saw yourself as a young girl. I believe when I've asked God for pictures of me, I'm often younger. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I, I despise being my age. Mm-hmm. It's because he told us, let the little children come. Mm-hmm. Do not forbid them. Everybody's allowed on Jesus' lap. Everybody God mm-hmm. wants to be with. And he says, Father, if he calls himself Father, then he wants us to be kids. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be his children, mm-hmm. not his soldiers and those who carry out only. Like, literally, we get to be his kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's an exchange of our thought in our role as well. You know what I mean? Our identity and our role is just an exchange of, oh, I get to be your child. Thank you. Because to be honest, my kids had a great childhood Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. mom and dad were figuring out like where their food source needed to be. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad were washing their clothes. They're carefree. They're they're more carefree. Yes. They're carefree because they aren't adulting. Mm -hmm. And the truth is it's like, Yes, we all get that way in the natural, but in the spiritual, I think we're allowed. Paul says, don't just crave milk. You need to have the meat of the word. I get that. But I mean, just like in our heart, we get to go, ah, okay, mm-hmm. you've got me. And it's mm-hmm. an exchange of a mindset and it's beautiful. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think we planned a theme, but mm-hmm. I think this makes sense, Gail. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. And I just, mm-hmm. I really pray that listeners will benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So I just bless you. I love you. I, love I honor you. you. I'm so glad we have buddy time. I know. Me I know. too. So great. I hope it. I've I hope missed it, it. I know. Me too. I'm so glad to be back. So yay. Yeah. I so think lo- you exhorted them. Do you want to pray real quick? And sure. I'll close, I'd be happy or, to. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Thank you, Lord. Thank oh you, my Lord. gosh, Lord. Thank you so much for this time and, and these pictures and visions, ideas, scenes in our, in our imaginations, um, our meeting with you. God, I'm just asking in your name, that you would facilitate and help and orchestrate and meet with these wonderful people that are listening, that they would know that they can hear you in whatever way you've wired them to hear you, that you would bring confirmation that they heard you, that they would learn to use that muscle and trust it. And in that God, that they would be greatly encouraged and they would feel intimacy and connectedness to you that they haven't that they may have never felt before that they would enter into the place of deep communion and relationship with you because they can hear you even if it's because they feel you in their belly like there's so many ways and so you would like turn up those senses and exercise those muscles lord because then they're going to hear their identity and then they're going to know who you say they are and you're going to show them their original design and, yep. and the call on their life and the purpose and they're going to be able to walk it out i ask that you would help people catch themselves if they slip into regret or shame from the past or if they venture into fear or catastrophizing or mm-hmm. angst about the future yes lord that they would stay in gratitude and hope in the now. Yeah. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you that Rachel and I can be together over the airwaves. And we ask that this would be a blessing. Yeah. We love yeah. you, Jesus. And we say all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. 
God, I too just thank you for this time. I thank you that you are in charge of it. You're good today, God. You tell us that we can declare your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. And Lord, you have been faithful to us in this walk, that you have been faithful to us in our life to show us more of who you are, to show us more of how we tick and and are wired. God, I pray for your Holy Spirit to superintend every person who hears this, myself included, Gail as well, that we would be aware of ourselves and we would be aware of your presence, that those things would come in line and that you would bless, Lord. I pray for every listener, God, that they would just be on this highway of God, that the crooked places would be straight. The rough places would be smooth. The highway, God, would be beautiful because you're filling in the valleys and you're making the mountains low so that they know that they are being led by you, guided by you, and that you are good. You are good. I pray, God, that we would just live that exchange life that you died for, Jesus. And mm-hmm. I pray that you would be the one that we see. We wouldn't look to the left or to the right. We wouldn't look for people. We would have no fear of man, that we would fear you reverently knowing that you are a really good God. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're doing. And thank you that we can follow you and have a lighter load, Lord. We don't have to have rocks. I just pray that we would drop the rocks and that we would give them all to you like Gail prayed. I thank you, Lord, that you show us things in our mind's eye, in our vision, in our imagination, that you are a good God. So bless these listeners, Lord, and I thank you. I release every one of them to be their authentic self, Lord, because they are significant to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, bless you, dear. Thanks love for this you. call. Talk okay, to love you, you too. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 